the Gratitude Podcast, episode 57. I think the truth is that it's not easy uh, to be grateful all the time. Uh, there's so much going on, especially now in the 21st century. And uh, during our pre-chat, my kids actually walked into the room uh, and it reminded me of the CNN interview uh, where the <laughs> professor's kids came in. Um, I don't know. I get, I'm sorry that I didn't have the excitement and, and fanfare. My wife did not come running in <laughs> to grab the children since she's not here. But uh, Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, George Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, with me, I have a really amazing person that I had, I had a, a lot of fun with before the actual interview. Uh, his name is Andy Wong. Uh, he has been um, in the Runnymede Capital Management for 18 years. Um, Runnymede Capital Management is an SEC registered investment advertiser, advisor, partner to captive insurance, pension funds, 401k plans, nonprofits, and individuals. He has been named one of the top 100 most social financial advisors. He contributes to the Huffington Post and has been quoted in major investment publications, including Barron's and Forbes. He's a great person, other than um, uh, his achievements in, uh, in the financial world. And uh, he is also, of course, practicing gratitude. And um, yeah, if you have any words that you would like to, to say in the beginning of our interview, Andy. Oh, well, uh, thank you, Georgian, for the uh, very nice introduction. And it, it's just such a pleasure to be on your podcast today. Very excited to be here since I am a listener. And uh, it's funny because I found, I found your show just searching iTunes. I, I don't know exactly because I don't remember what I was searching for, but I found you. And when I found you, I immediately said to myself, I love the title of this podcast. And then I read the description and then I started listening and um, yeah, that's that's how I started enjoying your show. That's awesome! And he actually didn't tell, didn't tell me this before. <laughs> this is right. so cool. Yeah, so I, I found it from uh, from uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever mm -hmm. they call it now. So it it worked. <laughs> whatever yeah, you're doing but... is working. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. And um, I know that you are working on a podcast right now, and um, I love the fact that you have. A positive twist to it and uh, a way of seeing the subject that uh, is pretty unique and um, pretty interesting, right? Yeah, I, I'm getting ready to um, launch a podcast. The name is called uh, Inspired Money. And I think it is related to um, your subject matter. I'm not quite exactly sure what the connection is, but I know that there's um, an interrelationship there. Uh, but 
my idea is that people generally, we don't talk about money enough in our lives. And when we do, too often, it's more in a negative light. Um, or, you know, people will talk about money, but it's like they only talk about money when there is like a big lottery ticket and they want to mm-hmm. play the lottery and win the lottery. Um, or they're complaining that they don't have enough money. Uh, so I, I wanted to to introduce a show that uh, that really encouraged having uh, money conversations, but also in a positive light, as you say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think that inspiration is, um, is a good thing. And, and the more that we hear people talk about inspired money stories or gratitude, uh, it just helps to remind all of our listeners um, of w- what to prioritize in our lives. And uh, I think that those daily practices can make a big impact uh, for making things better. So when it comes to money, uh, because people don't talk about it and they don't address it, too often it's things that when we get busy in our lives, um, you know, money matters sort of take a uh, back burner or secondary, right? We get distracted by other things that we need to do every day, like make breakfast pay bills, um, you know, take our children to school. And then you forget about how should I be handling my finances or saving for college or doing things that are um, further down the road. So, yeah, that's why I thought that bring a positive message, talk to interesting people, um, share some inspired money stories. And I'm sure that that will help me and I hope that it'll help my listeners too. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Indeed, it's something that we we interact with every day, but uh, usually it's in a negative way, and it's something that we we can all work on. Uh, yeah. in my opinion, myself included. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, getting back to to our interview today, mm-hmm. what does gratitude mean for you? Oh, what does gratitude mean? Um, I think, again, since I was, I was thinking a little bit last night before I went to bed, uh, like what is the relationship between inspiration and gratitude? Um, since I knew that we'd be talking about a little bit about my show, but uh, within the lens of gratitude. And, and I think that it comes down to like, we need inspiration in our lives to... Um, like inspire us to do, to get things done, uh, to accomplish things that are maybe bigger than ourselves. And I think that gratitude is critical because just to let you know, I, I, I don't know if you know that I play, um, I play guitar in my spare time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like I'm a musician when I'm not a, a financial advisor. And in the arts, it's like, you get inspired to write a song or mm-hmm. um, write, write a book. And I, I feel that it's the gratitude that's really important because uh, inspiration people feel are, is kind of fleeting. Like it's this really delicate thing that um, songwriters, for example, they'll talk about it's part of an exercise and a process and they really need to work at it. But when a song comes, 
it really is like this inspiration comes into them and they talk about it's like the song almost wrote itself or they didn't um they don't know how this song came to them uh and i i think that the gratitude is like the key to keep that inspiration coming in because if you're not grateful um it's like that door to inspiration and these things that are larger than ourselves um, can be closed. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that gratitude is um, really important because um, to, to be consciously grateful and to make it uh, something important in your life and a practice that you're uh, constantly trying to improve upon, that keeps the door open uh, to inspiration and achieving, um, you know, really significant things. Yeah, and um, I also have a, a short episode of gratitude reminders, and I think that it can relate to your uh, your topic, to money. The fact that um, gratitude opens our eyes to resourcefulness, to yeah. seeing the resources that we have um, beside us, and uh when we when we're complaining for instance we focus on the lack we focus on what's not there and we don't find solutions by just focusing on what what it what isn't there mm-hmm. and by acknowledging the things that are there we get to see the resources that we have and the, the things that we can we can do to improve our situation and i think that this this relates a lot to to what you were just saying Yeah, I think so. I, I think, um, yeah, two points, I think, that, that come to my mind are one that, you know, some of these things seem like uh, sometimes they can't be explained. But it seems that, like, scientifically, there are studies that show that when one is grateful, when one is happy, when one is inspired, you do see opportunities that, Um, you know, you may be reading a newspaper and uh, the research shows that when you're uh, more grateful, when you're happy, you actually see uh, opportunities that you don't see uh, if you're in a very negative state of mind. And I find those things fascinating. Um, yeah, it's it's actually the law of attraction in in, uh, in the real world, like not just something that's Uh, a spiritual idea but it's actually um in in the in the world that we're living in like the fact that you you are grateful you can see the resources around you and like you said when you're reading a newspaper or something like this and you find an opportunity there it's because you focused before on opportunities and on resources that it helps you to see it once again and the energy to do it to actually put things into action also comes from this from the fact that you appreciate your experience you appreciate the resources and you get to to use them and to create something even more beautiful yeah it seems like it really is an important um way to keep one's eyes and mind open uh to to opportunities that are out there i think that If we're close-minded uh, or we're in a negative state of mind, um, maybe we're just too internally focused and you just miss opportunities. You just don't see opportunities that are like right in front of us. 
Um, but yeah, sometimes I, I think that like conceptually, um, it just seems a little bit out there. Some of the, these concepts that we're talking about, because, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's not, not necessarily scientific or mathematical. Um, but I think when one does take a deeper look that, uh, like science and evidence, um, you know, there is some, there's, there's support there too, uh, for some of the things that we're talking about. Yeah, totally. Um, but I'm really curious if you have uh, some words of wisdom, like a, a quote on gratitude that you really like. Uh, it's a good question. There, there are, yeah, I, I looked at, I, I googled, right, to see what kind of quotes there are out there. And there are so many quotes on gratitude. I settled on one uh, written by Dr. Albert uh, Schweitzer who is the 1952 Nobel Prize winner. And he said, at times our light, he said, at times our own light goes out and is rekindled by a spark from another person. Uh, Each of us has cause to think with deep gratitude of those who have lighted the flame within us. And I really love that one because it underscores the importance of friendships and family and community and how we can help one another um, that we can't just do it on our own. And, um, and I think the other part of this is that it talks about that it's kind of a cyclical um, phenomenon, right? It's not, it's not um, binary. It's not on or off. It's like, we go through different periods in our lives and it, it is something that can be sparked and it's like a light that goes uh, like brighter and dimmer. And that's why it's something that we're working on all the time. Yeah, totally, totally. And by the way, what do you do when it's hard to be grateful when <laughs> it's not that easy to be grateful when things aren't going your way? Uh, I do a few things. Um, I think the easiest thing is to uh, think about, or the easiest thing I think is tr- try to refocus our attention. Um, because I think the truth is that it's not easy, uh, to be grateful all the time. Uh, there's so much going on, especially now in the 21st century. Um, right in the past, there was maybe not enough information. Now we have so much information at our fingertips uh, we have smartphones, we have our computer, and there's just so much. Um, we're being inundated with news headlines all the time. And unfortunately, most of the news headlines are negative ones. Uh, My name is Sydney Fox. I'm currently a Fresno State student athlete. My name is Charles Reminger. I am a student athlete at Fresno State. My name is Valentina Uyvas Castaneda. At Fresno State, I play soccer. I'm a goalkeeper. Going through a year of COVID, it was obviously difficult to so many. Whether you be in high school, college, just graduated, moving into true adult life, it is okay to not be okay. Go to calhope.org to chat with a live person. Or call their warm line at 1-833-317-HOPE. It's okay to ask for help. Um, because that's what tends to sell newspapers and advertising in the papers. Um, so I think to refocus our attention on what's important, um, right? It's like, what are, what's the simple things that I'm grateful for? Uh, I'll think about my family, my wife, my kids, 
And uh, during our pre-chat, my kids actually walked into the room uh, and it reminded me of the CNN interview uh, where the professor's <laughs> kids came in. Uh, I don't know. I get, I'm sorry that I didn't have the excitement and, and fanfare. My wife did not come running in <laughs> to grab the children since she's not here. But uh, yeah, I, I think just refocusing our attention uh, makes a big difference. Yeah, this is amazing. And this is this goes back to to the fact that we we have the free will to choose, and we we have all kinds of experiences. Some of them are great, and it's really easy to feel grateful for them. Some of them not so much. And the fact that we have this possibility of choosing where our focus goes is what uh, what can change the experience we have of life and how how much we appreciate everything that that happens to us yeah i think it, and sometimes it sounds too easy to say oh just refocus your attention um so i guess the 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 other thing i'd like to add is that um you know sometimes it's it's good if you want something specific it's like to try to think of something inspirational to you, whether that's a person, place, or thing, um, because that can, uh, you know, more directly refocus your uh, attention. And like for me, I, I have some pictures back here. I don't know if you can see. There's a uh, there's a sailboat back there, mm-hmm. and uh, that sailboat is called the Hokulea which means star of gladness. It's a uh, replica, replica of an ancient Hawaiian uh, sailing vessel, a double hull canoe. Wow. And um, the Hawaiians built that in the 1970s to prove uh, to everyone that the Polynesians were really great navigators uh, going back in their history. Because there were, there were some historians who said that you know, people got onto a raft floated aimlessly through the Pacific and then just landed in Hawaii and Tahiti, different islands. But the Polynesians said no. They said our, our ancestors actually knew how to navigate um, by the stars using the wind, looking at the currents. And uh, they built this replica canoe to prove that. And uh, I got to see the canoe last year in New York City because they just concluded a three-year voyage uh, around the world, and they wow. used no modern-day instruments. Um, they they sailed in the old way, uh, just just looking at stars, knowing where the moon and sun are in relative to the horizon, and um, yeah, they proved to the world that they indeed could navigate with um, you know with great accuracy. And they spread this message of taking care of our island earth and the environment. So I keep that on my wall to uh, you know, keep me inspired and keep me grateful. Because when you look up at the sky and you look at the stars, you realize how small you are and how mm-hmm. small your problems are. And um, you know, how blessed we are to be doing whatever we're doing. Yeah, totally. By the way, I'm really curious. What, what does the... Um... Hawaiian tradition teach about uh, gratitude. Like, what about have you gratitude. been taught when you were uh, when you were a child? That is a really good question, and I don't know that I'm qualified to answer that because um, 
my connection to Hawaii, and even though I, I, I perform Hawaiian music, uh, and I know a little bit of Hawaiian, but not a lot. Um, I was born in New York and grew up oh, okay. on the East Coast. My wife was born and raised in Hawaii, and that's okay. my connection. Mm-hmm. So I think culturally, I don't think I'm qualified to answer, uh, you know, with any kind of authority. Um, but, but what's your experience? And this is <laughs> my experience is that, you know, in Hawaii and in a lot of indigenous cultures, um, it's about ohana, which is family, and kokua, which is helping people. Um, you know, those, most of these civilizations were all agricultural. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were farmers. And it's interesting because in Hawaiian, the word for water is vai. The word for wealth is vai vai because he who had the most water and could irrigate their land had the most bountiful crops. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, gratitude was deeply rooted from that perspective. It's like you have to appreciate the land. You have to respect the land because if you're grateful for uh, the land and what she provides to you, um, you're going to be rewarded. Uh, so there's that relationship. I think gratitude is certainly part of the um, uh, history and society and thinking. And mm-hmm. it, it, it comes across. I think that that's why the Hokulea had the message of um, trying to tell the modern world how important it is to take care of the earth and uh, to have that respect back and forth. And, you know, to be grateful, one is rewarded and one's family will be taken care of. That's wonderful and so true. And by the way, do you happen to know how uh, how to say gratitude in Hawaiian? Ah, uh, I do not know how to say gratitude in Hawaiian. Uh, I have to look that up so that you can include that in the show notes. Yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Unfortunately, my Hawaiian curious. is limited to Hawaiian song lyrics mostly. Yeah, and yeah. like the uh, Hawaiian one hundred and one class that I took, which. Mm-hmm has rapidly left my mind since I don't have a conversational Hawaiian every day. Yeah, I know how it is. I know how it is. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I always love to, to see gratitude from different perspectives, from, uh, from different cultures. Like I've, uh, I've been interviewed from, uh, so someone from China interviewed me and, uh, mm-hmm. I've learned how, how, uh, it's called in, um, in uh chinese and it it was really interesting and um the the yeah the the perspective is is quite interesting and i think that gratitude alongside love is one of the um the virtues that you can find in every culture and religion and the fact that it it's something that it's common to to all religions is something that's very important in my mm-hmm. opinion, because the the true the truest truths truths are the ones that uh, you, you can find everywhere. It's interesting. It's one of the things that connect all of us, and it uh, cuts across different uh, countries, cultures, and backgrounds. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But getting back to to us, and um, 
I'm really curious if you had the moment in your life when you actually got to um, experience gratitude. So not just the concept of gratitude, but actually feeling it for the first time as a personal experience. As a personal experience, well, so many, right? And like in varying degrees because mm -hmm. some are small and some are big. Um, when I think about an example in my life of uh, true gratitude in, in a big way, I think it's got to be my children. And um, it's sort of an easy answer to say. But in my case, uh, my wife and I tried having children for a very long time. And we were not able to. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a difficult process to go through. Uh, so we ended up um, pursuing adoption. And we have adopted three children. Um, and I am, I am truly grateful. Um, because I think going into parenthood, uh, even when it's your 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 biological children. There are a lot of unknowns, uh, yeah. but we took this different road where uh, we, we were going to adopt internationally. And um, then you say, all right, well, I don't know. I, I, I guess it's, it's not a lot different from uh, having biological children, but in a way, because I said, well, I can't judge by looking at what was I like as a kid. You know, there's not quite that connection. Mm -hmm. Um, So I did, I had no idea what to expect. And, uh, yeah, you, you got to see two of my kids really briefly <laughs> and I am just, uh, so grateful, uh, to have them in my life and, and that we have each other. Um, it really is a, uh, amazing thing. And, and, uh, yeah, I have to say that one has to have faith and, um, you know, trust And, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, I'm honestly, that's gratitude for me mm -hmm. because, uh, so much is out of my control and, uh, yeah, I wouldn't change a thing, hmm. um, you know, sitting that's here today. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, getting back to, um, the, the business side, like, um, in your, in your career, do you feel that gratitude has helped you to to be successful it's funny because um as as trained analysts um like in the financial services area uh, my father i work in a family business and mm -hmm. i'm grateful to be working with my father with my brother um to see them every day but the thing is as analysts, we're trained to look at companies and do research on companies. And carrying that responsibility, we tend to focus, we're trained to focus on what are the negative uh, things that can happen because we're trying to identify what are the risks mm -hmm. um, to investing in a company. Like what could go wrong? Yeah. And I think that that can be a challenge. I, I need to remind myself that Um, when there is a great company, it tends to be managed by great leaders. They have a great product or great service. Um, and they can grow their company for a long period 
And that actually helps so many people, right? They create a lot of jobs. Uh, they help their communities. Uh, they help nonprofit organizations and charities. And there's so many great things that happen um, when there's a great company. Uh, and, and I need to consciously focus on some of those positives because those are the things that as a long-term investor, uh, you're growing your wealth and you need to focus on the good. And I bring that up because as an analyst, sometimes we're trained to focus on the potential bad. Yeah, 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 <laughs> you yeah, sort yeah. of lose sight of uh, all the great positive things uh, that come out of the research that we do. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I think that's, that's one of the reasons why I think that it's an important practice for me. Um, because, uh, by training, we look for what are risks, what are the negatives and the, you know, the, the bigger picture is, uh, hugely positive, but it's easy to get bogged down, um, you know, in the short term and looking at things, um, that are right in front of us rather than further down the road. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're not the only one that's working in a, in a job that has to focus a lot on the negatives. <laughs> and I'm sure that our listeners can relate as well, like uh, whether they, they're working, I don't know, in, uh, <laughs> in the news industry or something like this, where they, they need to focus on, on those things. Right. Um, and yeah, keeping balance is very important. Otherwise, you will only see everything black and everything dark and that's not very good for you and uh, for your family and for, for everyone around you. Um, yeah, and I have to keep reminding myself that um, our job is helping people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we work with companies, we work with individuals on the individual side, we're helping people with their retirement money. It's, it's money that they've worked so hard to save and work toward retirement. And then we're helping them to do some planning and investing their money safely. Um, so it, it's a great responsibility to um, you know, be a steward for our clients' um, hard-earned money uh, to try to grow it, to try to protect it. And, um, you know, we're, that's another area to have gratitude, just working with clients and having those relationships, um, uh, you know, it's very special to us. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. It's, it's quite, it's quite a responsibility and it's great that you, you can take it on and maybe that's why I like the sailboat too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because we're trying to navigate the sometimes stormy financial markets. And actually, my poster yeah. here, it says, uh, we're doing something that few people on earth can do. And that's why we're doing it. I like that oh, message, yeah. too. I feel like we're trying to do that in the uh, you know financial markets also. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And by the way, were you always grateful? Like when you were younger, uh, were you able to to live so much with uh, gratitude? Totally not. No, <laughs> I, I, it's an easy answer. And I feel like, um, particularly in my thirties, um, I don't think that I was focused enough on gratitude. I think that, um, you know, when you're in your 20s, you're young. When you're in your 30s, 
so focused. I was so focused on work and, Mm -hmm. uh, and I think it goes back to, um, you know, looking at companies and focusing on possible risks that I lost sight of, uh, you know, the longer road, the bigger game. Um, and maybe with age, you get a little bit more perspective. You look, you appear to be a young guy. So, so uh, <laughs> you're on a good start. I think you've got a head start on most of us. Yeah, um, thank you. <laughs> because for me, gratitude, I think, yeah, came, came later. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 45 now and, well, and I think that it, yeah, uh, gratitude I think is really important to me. And mm-hmm. it's something that I didn't pay enough attention to uh, in my 20s, 20s and 30s. Not to mm-hmm. say that I wasn't grateful, but uh, it certainly wasn't um, something that I was trying to make a conscious practice uh, to pay attention to. Yeah. What would you tell your younger self about gratitude? Like uh, Andy in, the, in, the tw- in his 20s, what would you tell him? Uh, I think that's what I would say that, you know, the perspective matters. And um, again, it's like doing things like uh, looking up at the stars and finding that inspiration um, that as human beings here on this island earth that, you know, we are, we are small. We're, we're just lucky to be, uh, to be here and to uh, enjoy so many of the things that we get to enjoy. Uh, we get to see beautiful places and and uh, experience great friendships and meet different people, especially now with technology. I mean, I I'm here in New Jersey talking to you in Romania. Yeah, um, <laughs> and it's it's almost seamless because it feels as if you're sitting in front of me or if you're just next door. Um, but the reality is that I would have to jump on a plane and cross several time zones <laughs> to yeah. come see you, and that wasn't possible before. Uh, or it was much harder before. And now we can just do that uh, like drop of a dime. You and I can uh, send an email to one another and say, hey, okay, I'll talk to you in a few minutes. Yeah, precisely. I, I love that. And I was thinking about how much time it would, like 100 years ago or 200 years ago, how improbable it would have been for us to 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 actually meet Exactly. In, in a exactly. whole lifetime and to, to learn from each other and to discuss uh, a certain subject. So this is quite amazing. Right. Or to host a podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. How would you, how, would you, uh, how would you interview people from all around the world in different areas? It would be extremely expensive and very difficult. Yeah, totally, totally. But you mentioned some... Um, the fact that you didn't have any kind of habit um, in in gratitude, any kind of habit that would help you to be grateful. What kind of habits do you have right now that keep you uh, grateful? Well, I'm still a work in progress. Yeah, we all <laughs> I feel are. Like, I feel like I have a lot to do still. Um, I think one really important thing is writing down uh, what you're grateful for And for me, that's part of goal setting, like Mm. what goals I'm trying to put before myself. And usually I'm looking at different categories. It's like uh, professional and business. It's personal and family. Um, 
And then it also includes uh, like community or charity. Um, you know, those are different categories. And, and within that, um, I think gratitude is built in because uh, it, it's part of that exercise of setting goals in those different categories um, because it's about setting priorities. And when we set our priorities and what we're trying to achieve, um, gratitude is sort of built into that um, because the things that we are trying to do, uh, I think the gratitude, we talked a little bit earlier about how gratitude opens the doors to inspiration. And I guess now that I'm talking about goal setting, it's also achievement. Um, but yeah, I think gratitude is built in. And it's just like you were saying, I think in our pre-chat that you have a podcast and the subject matter is something that you're very passionate about. And that helps you um, to create this show, keep it going, be consistent about it and enjoy what you're doing. Uh, I think the same comes for goal setting. If we don't have passion and we don't have gratitude, it's going to be very difficult to um, achieve those goals and see them through. Uh, so yeah, for me, it, it's about setting goals, writing it down. Uh, I'm trying to be better about it. My wife was just asking me uh, this weekend and we were having a discussion about goal setting. And I told her, oh, you know, I've, I've, I've heard people inter interviewed successful entrepreneurs who, who write it down and they look at it every morning. And I said, I haven't been doing that. I, I really need to do that. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And that's part of the gratitude exercise. I think that uh, um, because it helps us to prioritize what's important and keep it in front of us daily um, because it needs to be an ongoing process. Otherwise, it's, it's easy to forget. Yeah, totally. And like, like the beautiful parts in our, in our life are really, really easy to forget when, when we're not focused on them. And we, even if they are there, we can't see them because we, we are not aware of them. Um, right. So we are nearing the end of our time together. And I wanted to ask you if you have some people in your life that uh, you want to mention that you're grateful for. Oh, can you repeat that last part? Yeah. So if you have some people in your life that you want to mention that you are grateful for. Okay. Um, yeah. First and foremost, definitely family. Since I mentioned that I am in a family business and I'm grateful for right my parents for uh, giving me the opportunities that I have, um, for working with my father who has trained me in... Uh, researching companies and analyzing uh, the economy and the stock markets because, um, yeah, he's, he's done really unique work in identifying, um, you know, bear markets before they come and the importance of protecting clients' money. Uh, so I'm so grateful to have him as a mentor and a teacher. Um, of course, my own family, my wife, my children, uh, I'm extremely grateful for. And then um, I'm just grateful to meet passionate people like you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and one example that pops into my mind is that uh, I got to meet 
Dr. Sylvia Earle um, last year. Yeah, that was last year. And she is like, um, what is her title? Her title is, um, she's a marine biologist and explorer. Um, she's an author and a lecturer, a lecturer, and she's been the National Geographic Explorer in Residence um, for a really long time, I think since 1998. And her mission is to save our, our oceans. And she's 81 or 82 years old. And she was just such an inspiration to me because she's dedicated her life to not only researching the ocean, but to spread the message of how important it is for us to protect and conserve um, the ocean today. And even in her early 80s, she, I think she speaks or she's traveling like something crazy, like 300 days out of the year. Oh my God. Um, and she just has boundless energy. Um, so things like people like her who have such passion, such energy, um, she is really a force. Um, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have opportunities to meet people like her, to speak with someone like you. Thank you. Um, you know, the importance of community. I think that's another thing that going back to your question of um, like, what would I tell my younger self? I think it's easy to really be like focused inwardly and trying to accomplish something like independently, trying to do something on our own. Um, and I guess with age, I've come to the realization that, you know, it's important to be focused on oneself and what you can do. But it's so much more powerful when you are supported with supported by a community and have friendships and can put people together because you can just accomplish um, things in a bigger way. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I, uh, I share your opinion and I think that it's, it's pretty much the way to go. And it's something that comes with age because it was the same for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, by the way, do you have any um, book recommendations for for our listeners? Book recommendations. Um, let's let me think. I I do. I'm trying to think of titles, mm-hmm. <laughs> which are which I don't have at the top of my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Just one that comes to mind that you that you really loved, and for instance, in. Uh, is for inspired money for uh, being inspired with money for uh, for inspired money uh like i love uh peter lynch's book uh what is that random walk down wall street um that's just a a, a great one uh, because it, it talks about investing in what you know, investing in great companies. And um, I think that, that is, that's one of the things when it comes to managing one's money. Quality matters. Mm-hmm. Um, when you stick with high quality, it, 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 it saves you a lot of headache and keeps you out of, out of a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know companies that are growing their earnings every year because they have a great product or service 
Um, those are the companies that you want to invest in, in companies that you want to not be a trader in, but you want to have ownership in those companies because 30 years from now, if those companies can continue growing, um, they're going to be worth more. And, you know, it sounds simple, but that's how great investors have really built wealth because, uh, you know, we, we hear a lot about passive income today and people yeah. trying to use the internet to create businesses where they can uh, earn money passively. Um, and that's what owning great companies do. Because mm-hmm. when you are a shareholder in companies that are growing, your money is, is uh, compounding over the long term. And that's, that's, that's passive growth, right? You're not, you're not actively do any, doing anything other than you do have to make selections into what companies are great and which ones are not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's sort of going out of style these days because um, people would rather own the entire market. You know, they say that stock picking is dead. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's still important to be able to identify what's a quality company, what's not a quality company, um, because it's important to own, own good stuff. Life's yeah. too short <laughs> to do <laughs> totally. anything otherwise. Totally. So where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see your work? Well, hopefully uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, the audience will be able to find Inspired Money. Uh, I'm still setting up the website. Uh, The domain is inspiredmoney.fm. If that's not working, my company is Runnymede Capital Management. So that's runnymede.com, R-U-N-N-Y-M-E-D-E. And uh, we have a free financial blog there, lots of great articles. Um, the podcast will be there soon. And I'm really excited because I'm, talk- I'm really enjoying talking to all kinds of interesting people, uh, sharing their inspired money stories. And, and it's all different. It's truly all different kinds of people. I've, uh, so far, I'm, I've talked to musicians. I've talked to entrepreneurs. Uh, I've talked to um, the executive director of a... Uh, nonprofit organization, the Temple of Understanding, that promotes um, you know interfaith dialogue and all different religions. Religions, um, you know, learning about different religions, and originally having the religious leaders all speak to one another. The founder, mm-hmm. the founder became friends with um, the Pope and uh, all kinds oh. of yeah, the Dalai, the Dalai Lama. It, 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 it's fascinating talking to different people and um, yeah, I'm really excited about it. I guess I'm on Twitter too mm-hmm. at um, Runnymede Cap is my uh, Twitter handle. All right. Thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and uh, for being part of the Gratitude Podcast. Thanks for having me, Georgian. It's uh, so fun to be a part of your show and uh, yeah, it means a lot to me because I've been enjoying listening myself. So it's good to uh, be on this side. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) To be involved. So thanks thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to our weekly podcast. Help us reach our goal of inspiring 100,000 people by sharing this podcast with your loved ones, with your Facebook friends. And if you loved this episode, please write a review on iTunes. Search for the Gratitude Podcast. By the way, what are you grateful for right now? Find three reasons and write them in our Facebook group.